0: to the editor of the daily telegraph 19th of february 1892 from decorative art in america edited by richard butler gynzer this librivox recording is in the public domain the relation of the actor to the play to the editor of the daily telegraph sir i have just been sent an article that seems to have appeared in your paper some days ago in which it is stated that in the course of some remarks addressed to the Playgoers Club on the occasion of my taking the chair at their last meeting, I laid down as an axiom that the stage is only a frame furnished with a set of puppets. Now, it is quite true that I hold that the stage is to a play no more than a picture frame is to a painting, and that the actable value of a play has nothing whatsoever to do with its value as a work of art. In this century in England, to take an obvious example, we have had only two great plays. One is Shelley's Cenci, the other Mr. Swinburne's Atalanta in Caledon, and neither of them is in any sense of the word an actable play indeed the mere suggestion that stage presentation is any test of a work of art is quite ridiculous in the production of browning's plays for instance in london and at oxford what was being tested was obviously the capacity of the modern stage to represent in any adequate measure or degree works of introspective method and strange or sterile psychology but the artistic value of strafford or inner balcony was settled when robert browning wrote their last lines it is not sir by the mimes that the muses are to be judged so far the writer of the article in question is right where he goes wrong is in saying that i described this frame the stage as being furnished with a set of puppets he admits that he speaks only by report but he should have remembered sir that report is not merely a lying jade which i personally could readily forgive her but a jade who lies without lovely inventions a thing that i at any rate can forgive her never what i really said was that the frame we call the stage was peopled with either living actors or moving puppets and i pointed out briefly of necessity that the personality of the actor is often a source of danger in the perfect presentation of a work of art it may distort it may lead astray it may be a discord in the tone of symphony for anybody can act Most people in England do nothing else. To be conventional is to be a comedian. To act a particular part, however, is a very different thing, and a very difficult thing as well. The actor's aim is, or should be, to convert his own accidental personality into the real and essential personality of the character he is called upon to impersonate, whatever that character may be or perhaps i should say that there are two schools of actors the school of those who attain that effect by exaggeration of personality and the school of those who attain it by suppression it would take too long to discuss these schools or to decide which of them the dramatist loves best let me note the danger of personality and pass on to my puppets there are many advantages in puppets they never argue they have no crude views about art they have no private lives we are never bothered by accounts of their virtues or bored by recitals of their vices and when they are out of an engagement they never do good in public or save people from drowning nor do they speak more than is set down for them they recognise the presiding intellect of the dramatist and have never been known to ask for their parts to be written up they are admirably docile and have no personalities at all i saw lately in paris a performance by certain puppets of shakespeare's tempest in Monsieur maurice boucher's translation miranda was the image of miranda because an artist had so fashioned her and ariel was true ariel because so had she been made their gestures were quite sufficient and the words that seemed to come from their little lips were spoken by poets who had beautiful voices it was a delightful performance and i remember it still with delight though miranda took no notice of the flowers i sent her after the curtain fell for modern plays however perhaps we had better have living players for in modern plays actuality is everything the charm the ineffable charm of the unreal is here denied us and rightly suffer me one more correction your writer describes the author of the brilliant fantastic lecture on the modern actor as a protege of mine allow me to state that my acquaintance with mr john grey is i regret to say extremely recent and that i sought it because he had already a perfected mode of expression both in prose and verse all artists in this vulgar age need protection certainly perhaps they have always needed it but the nineteenth-century artist finds it not in prince or pope or patron but in high indifference of temper in the pleasure of their creation of beautiful things and the long contemplation of them in disdain of what in life is common and ignoble and in such felicitous sense of humour as enables one to see how vain and foolish is all popular opinion and popular judgment upon the wonderful things of art these qualities mr john grey possesses in a marked degree he needs no other protection nor indeed would he accept it i remain sir your obedient servant oscar wilde london february nineteenth end of section